The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark from the fourth chapter, beginning with the 35th verse. On that day when evening had come, Jesus said to them, let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. Other boats were with them. A great gale arose and the waves beat into the boat so that the boat was already swamped. But he was in the stern, asleep on a cushion. And they woke Jesus up and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? He woke up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. Then the wind ceased and there was a dead calm. He said to them, Why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great awe and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and sea obey him? The Gospel of the Lord. If Jesus Christ reveals who God is to us and how God shows up in creation, then I'm seeing two very different sides of God in this Gospel story that we just heard. The first side is the God who rests peacefully in the stern of a boat while a life-threatening storm rages and endangers the people with him. I have to admit that's one of the troubling images of God for me. I find myself identifying very closely with the disciples who say to Jesus, don't you care? Don't you care that we are perishing here? I know I'm not alone in posing that question because Throughout my pastoral ministry, I've heard countless people pose the same thing to God. Sometimes it's been when a disease starts to take over a person's body, whether they are speaking for themselves or for a loved one. I have heard many people say, why are you letting this happen, God? Don't you care? If you have the power to heal, why aren't you doing something? The storm is raging and you are not stopping it. Don't you see that someone is perishing? On other occasions, I have heard people ask this question in the midst of conflict in their life that's threatening to sink the boat that they are in. It's such a helpless feeling, isn't it, if you know what that is like? Stinging words and harmful actions can feel very much like waves crashing against our boat and winds that are blowing us more and more off course. I'm thinking too of the storms that threaten whole communities of people. This month of June is recognized as Pride Month by many people in our country. And for all who do, it is a time to recognize and to name the storms that still threaten the lives and the well-being of lesbian and gay and bisexual and transgender and queer communities. As I wrote my sermon last Thursday, June 17th, I was also thinking about the nine African Americans who were murdered on that day in June of 2015 by a self-professed white supremacist while they gathered for Bible study and prayer at Emmanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church in Charleston, South Carolina. 
We may think otherwise, but the billowing waves of racism and white supremacy which inspired the murderer have not subsided or retreated in the days that have passed since then. The storm rages, and it's fair to ask God, don't you care? Don't you see that people are perishing? If there's any hope for me in this side of God that sleeps calmly while the storm rages, it is that God is not absent in this story told by Mark, which we may often imagine in our own images of God. In that vulnerable boat surrounded by that swelling, terrifying water, the disciples are still in the intimate company of Jesus. He rests in their midst, tossed as they are tossed, soaked by the waves as they are soaked. As I let myself go deeper into that, I was touched by the words of a woman who belongs to a community that has been oppressed in ways that I will never experience. She wrote, I think I will spend the rest of my life seeking this one grace, the grace to experience God's presence in the storm, the grace to know that I am accompanied by the divine in the bleakest, most treacherous places, the grace to trust that Jesus cares even when I'm drowning, the grace to believe in both the existence and the power of love even when Jesus sleeps, even when the miraculous calm doesn't come. I am hoping that you hear the same deep wisdom in those words that I do. It is the wisdom that has sustained oppressed people for centuries. And I believe it is the wisdom that can sustain every one of us in whatever storms we face. To experience God in the presence of a storm, to know that we are accompanied by the divine in the bleakest, most treacherous places, to trust that Jesus cares even when we are drowning, and to trust the power of love even when Jesus sleeps. That is what all of us can spend the rest of our lives seeking. That's what we can ask God to plant deep within us as God's beloved people. And as we do that, we can also hold on to the other side of God that is revealed to us in this gospel story. It is the side of God that we see when Jesus wakes up and does something. He rebukes the wind and the sea, saying, Peace, be still. We may not be able to control when and where God does this, but it leads me to trust that the God we meet in Jesus is also a God who acts on our behalf in powerful and life-giving ways. During Pride Month, for example, we don't only name and acknowledge the storms of hatred and bigotry that still persist. We also lift up the powerful ways that they are being rebuked by courageous people. And we recognize and celebrate what God is doing 
through the transformational work of lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer people across America who are bringing peace to troubled waters. In our commemoration of the nine saints who were murdered at the Emmanuel AME Church, we in our denomination don't only name and repent of the sins of racism and white supremacy that still plague us as a church, as we said in a statement from our denomination on the commemoration day, but we also stand in awe of the radical hospitality and the grace that those modern day martyrs displayed when they welcomed a stranger into their midst and showed the world what it means to live in the way of Christ. In and through people like them in the African-American community and beyond, Jesus is still rising up in the heart of the storm and saying, peace, be still. As you connect all of this with your own life, I'm praying that you will experience God's presence in both of the ways that Jesus reveals in this gospel story. And I won't pretend that it's easy. The side of God that I usually invoke and recognize is of course the one that rises up and heals diseases and mends relationships and rebukes injustice and empowers peacemakers to be agents of change. That is all very real and it's happening and I won't stop praying for God to show up in that way in our lives because I know that this is a part of God's work in the world and I trust deep in my heart that this is how God and Jesus Christ is redeeming and restoring creation. But what if Jesus, in his peaceful sleep, is doing that at the same time? What if his calm presence in the highly anxious or stressful times in our lives is God's way of restoring our soul? What if his gentle, trusting spirit within us is what saves us when storms rage? for much longer than we think we can bear. I am putting my trust in that and also in the song we're about to sing. And I'm loving the image in that song of God being a con keeping a constant vigil with us. If the cares and the concerns that you brought to worship today are still there right now, and if the storm you faced at the beginning of this day when you rose is there when you lay down your head tonight, let this song become your own prayer of faith and let it draw you into a place of deep trust and abiding love this day. Thanks be to God. Amen. <laughs>